0: As a thank you in advance for listening to this episode, please feel free to grab yourself a free copy of The Book of Public Speaking at thebookofpublicspeaking.com. Hello, everybody. It is Corey Poirier. So excited to be back with the latest episode. Also, excited to have a first time guest. As our listeners know, I love having first time guests on the show, uh, introducing them to people for the first time because you can never really create that or recreate that first connection with somebody. So, I love introducing people to our audience for that reason. And so, for our viewers and listeners, Lucy uh, Dumas, uh, who may not uh, know you or may be discovering you for the very first time, I'm wondering if you can tell us a little bit about your backstory and journey. I was born <laughs> um, so I have
1: been a professional portrait and wedding photographer for thirty seven years, and it's been a full time career. I've had no you know rich husband or or you know like I've worked hard and I've made a good living and i and um my passion in photography is creating art pieces for people's homes of people that they love, including it could be of themselves. I feel that portraits are the most uh, valuable possession that people can own. Take the kids, the pets, those kinds of things. The thing that people always cry that they lose in a flood or a fire is the photographs. So I've spent my career doing something that I think is highly, highly valuable. And now I coach photographers because I can't be everywhere. And also because with what's happened with digital, the the it's so easy to get into the business, but it's so, so, so challenging to actually achieve the dreams. And there's a formula, there's a system. It's really not rocket science, but um, I just, I love watching people growing succeed and um my kind of catchphrase is creativity into cash i know Corey, you've seen you you heard my um my talk a little bit on that so that's my story i live in san diego i'm i was one of the first women in this industry and so kind of my unique um background is navigating in an industry where it it was a challenge to to be respected among my peers and have opportunities, um, but I'm a girl with grit, <laughs> so I'll make that happen. I love and, it. Yeah, so that's
0: my story, and sticking to it. <laughs> love it. And so here's the follow question to that: you were mentioning about um, you know people struggling, let's say to to make a living in the industry. And I guess the question I would have on that is, why do you think that happens? Like, why do you think people do struggle uh, to, you know, to make a living out of that industry and, and sort of go to the next level?
1: First of all, now there is so much competition. And what's happened is, it, and also because of digital, it's easy to take a good photograph. Back when it was hard, people were like, oh, ooh, you're a photographer. Wow. Now it's like, yeah, so's my uncle. so's my neighbor Uh, I am too so and this competition is not learning the business they think that what we I'm not sure if it's an insult but what we call a shoot and burn photographer where they do the photograph and then they hand over the file and they do don't give the service um is now becoming what people commonly think is professional so they don't learn to sell also there's a lot of fear because you're putting out your heart. It's not like, Oh, I've got some shoes and I'm going to make a business selling shoes. It's like, I'm going to take my guts out. I'm going to hand it to you. And I'm going to ask you if you'll give me some money for it. And it's pretty scary.
0: Absolutely.
1: So so there's that. So they avoid, um, I think a lot of people avoid selling because there's that fear of rejection which then can cascade into I'm terrible and I'm a loser and it's all about you know all that Ugh, stuff in the head. Um and so and also selling is kind of a dirty word. To me it's an art. It's fantastic. I'm it's my superpower. Yeah. Um, and you know running any business is is not easy. So yeah.
0: No, and and that that makes perfect sense, and and I do agree with you that it's there's there's I mean you're putting yourself out there as an artist when you're asking somebody um, to sort of, I guess almost like value what your art's worth.
1: Yes, and
0: totally. Some people, I think it's like they're thinking you're valuing valuing what I'm worth, and exactly. it kind of take that sort of personally because, as you said, I mean it's it's a part of their soul and who they are,
1: yes. and.
0: So I I totally get that. I guess uh, the other side is knowing that, why do you think, meaning knowing how hard it is for people to make a living as an artist for instance, why do you think so many people take it on? Like why, what is the drive that they say I'm still going to go at it either way regardless?
1: That's a great question Corey. Um, Who doesn't want to live the life doing what they love? I mean does anybody say, yeah, I want to make a living doing something that's really boring and i can't wait for the day to be over
0: (laughs) yeah not many people
1: so taking taking something that you love to do anyway and turning a business into it and getting to do that every single day you know it like it's the ideal dream i am so grateful that i've had that opportunity to do what i love day after day and grow creatively grow Personally, um, one of the things I think that's awesome about being self-employed is how when you reach your, you grow as your business grows, you grow as a human. So, um, and I think we all have this core desire to fulfill our purpose in the world Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and something creative uh, is like right on that you know, that sweet spot of, Oh, you know, maybe this is what I'm supposed to do. And um, I'm going to pursue that. I think also sometimes, especially these the newer people that I'm talking about think it's easy money Mm -hmm. because they think, Oh, if I, you know, I'm being paid 20 bucks an hour, let's say in my other job, if I can have somebody pay me $300 for two hours of work is what they think. That seems like really good money. <clears throat> they don't take into account the cost of running a business, the the time it takes to market, the the editing, the the um, taxes, new equipment, all that stuff. So, uh, so I think that's one reason they jump in. Is it kind of looks kind of looks easy at first.
0: Yeah, I can see that. And then to your point as well. Uh, there's a connection to the purpose and passion, you know, it's, it's their love and, you know, something they love doing. So, you know, they feel, well, why wouldn't I want to do that more often? Mm. Uh, The cool part is what you're sharing too, though, is there is another way, meaning you don't have to jump in, give up everything and then not make a living as an artist. I mean, there is a way to make a living as an artist. Absolutely. Yeah. can you talk to, the, uh, to that a little bit in terms of if you're working with somebody or somebody saying that they're struggling trying to make a living as an artist, where would you normally tell them to start or what part would you look at or where would the starting point be?
1: Hmm. Um. First is the niche. What would you do day after day if you were already rich and you're going to do it for fun?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: For me, it's children. I'm... Every kid's Aunt Lucy. I don't know if you can see a photograph in the back. There's a kid. And if you look over, there's a couple more there and a few more over there. That's my, you know, that's, I just love working with kids. One of my clients, when I asked her that question, and she was doing, I don't know, 10 different specialties. And I was like, what do you have the most fun with? And she said, pet photography. and but nobody's going to pay for that. And I was like, I think you're wrong. And in the last three years, she's had over a half million dollar in sales just since our coaching. So, yeah, she's like, okay, I was wrong. You were right. And when I ask her, how did you do that? She says, I just did what you told me. (laughs) So, I taught her sales, I taught her marketing, I helped her get her plan with her style of photography. Um, we came up with a, you know, when I'm working with clients, I'll have like two in the morning, I'll wake up, I'm like, oh, that would work for so-and-so. Corey, Corey would be awesome at that. <laughs> and so I came up with an idea for her. Um, I'd heard of it before, it wasn't original, but, um, and so we set that up and, it's working just endless leads, and her biggest constraint is time and um, keeping a team in place to keep the machine going. So, but yeah, starting with how to stand out. And the second one is service. You know, how are you going to serve the people that will be investing uh, in, in your art? Uh, you know, what, what's the benefit to them? Um, Who's your ideal client? Who are you looking for? So, and then how are you going to serve them in a way that just, they just not only love what you produce, but they love that experience. So
0: that's my jam. (laughs) Well, and, and, you know, when you mentioned that in terms of tying that together, it is kind of amazing when you think about it, how it's since the beginning of time, we've understood the importance of sales and customer service as a society So it is kind of amazing when you think about it after all those years of practice, how it still seems like such a small thing, but it can mean everything to understand how to serve the customer properly, how to increase sales, all those kind of things. So it's like that same. I just had a funny thought. I was imagining
1: uh, some caveman in his cave doing uh, pictures of an oxen and goat blood. Wondering how the heck he can market that to get more people to let him paint their caves for, I don't know, sheepskins. And probably even even back then, they had to market and sell.
0: Yeah, well, it's... I need it's, to interrupt oh, you, but... No, no, it's, it's true. That, and that's what I was driving at. I mean, it's, it's, they've always had to do that. And if, uh, if somebody wasn't happy, they had to decide, how am I going to deal with this unhappy person? Yeah. Who, who back then yeah. might have been carrying a gun on each hip. Uh, yes.
1: Or in the ca- in that cave, you know, how do you erase uh, a cave painting? You know, oh darn, you know, he didn't like the way that 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 the tail curled on
0: <laughs> or something. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's so it's been forever, and you know, there's that great phrase that says common sense isn't all that common. Uh, yes. so even though somebody would say, "Ah, oh, I'm already great at customer service," it doesn't mean they're practicing what they think and what they feel. Um, Great example is there's been studies that have shown that people, when they're asked, companies, when they're asked how good they are at customer service, on average give high marks like eighty, ninety percent. But when they ask their customers, in the majority mm. of cases, the numbers are really low, like fifteen percent of their customers say they give a great customer experience. Wow, eighty percent who think they do. And so I guess that bodes the question. And I'd love to just get your thoughts on this, Lucy. But why do you think it is that this should be common knowledge, but you just mentioned with her helping her put that in place grew her business exponentially. Like, why do you think it is that as a general rule, we still struggle to do these things that probably should be second nature? I don't know if I have an answer to that. Um,
1: it, so for me, one of the fortunate things about my personality is that I'm a natural salesperson.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so it, it's as fun for me to serve somebody in that way and help them go home with what i know they're going to treasure forever um a lot of artists are very left brain and so the the right brain selling where i mean to me actually selling is also very creative and left brain but you know the hardscape isn't built in and natural for them um, I don't know if I told you the story. My first time I remember creating something artistic and selling it as I walked around the block and picked flowers. I did not know that neighbors planted flowers. I was like seven. I couldn't cross the street. So I just went around the block and I went home and I tied up little bouquets and I walked back around and sold them little bouquets of their own flowers (laughs) later. I was like, yeah i made something creative and made money out of it you know i got nickels and dimes and maybe even a quarter so um yes but other people have different kinds of strengths and also things like marketing and sales is a learned process being an artist having a certain essence that can be grown but i think the other side of a business is it's easier to come by the knowledge mm-hmm. um I also think that just getting things done everybody like I used to think I was the only one that had went to seminars and got I, like I have boxes of notes from photography seminars uh and a lot of them are how to market oh I can do that I can do that and then I'd go home and I'd get into my routine and then I'd feel like hot about myself that I didn't get those things done. Um, so I think and since coaching and also hanging out with other coaches, I've learned that it it's most of us. Um it, it's hard to make change. It's hard to make time in our lives for something new, something um and and a lot of uh a lot of us are solopreneur, solopreneurs, and, and the idea of hiring somebody that could help us with the things that we're not uh, either strong at or we don't have time for uh, is a challenge for a lot of people. You know, I, I'm not, oh, I wanna have a great big team. I wanna get things done, but um, it, it isn't my innate nature. Mm -hmm. So, and, and I think artists particularly, you know, we, we spend time doing our art. Um, You know, for me, I'm doing the commercial art with people, but um, you know, it's a, it's a quiet practice. So.
0: No, I, and I totally get that. And so Lucy, I guess then the, the other side um, to this is knowing that that's, you know, where people struggle, why they struggle, and, and you've given us examples uh, to prove and demonstrate that people can actually be in the art world and actually still earn a living and yeah. do what they love. love. Uh, I guess what I'd like to do is we start to wind ourselves down a little bit is I have three questions that I like to ask every guest that we bring onto the show. Okay. And so I'd love to ask you those questions. I call them rapid fire, but you don't have to answer them rapid fire. Uh, it's just the name I gave them because they, <laughs> yeah, they're the wind down questions. Mm-hmm. But uh, the first one out of that, is how do you personally define success huh um for me it's doing what i love
1: and continuing to grow and um waking up every morning enjoying life and financial success is is in there, but isn't the core of success for me. I mean, it's really nice to not have to do anything else but what I love. So, uh, so take the money out of that. There's a part of success that's just making a living doing what I love.
0: Love that. And... Uh, you know, it's funny. One of my favorite quotes on success is from Bob Dylan. Uh, he's and I'm paraphrasing because it's a long time ago since I heard the quote. But he said something along the lines of, "If a person gets up at no- gets up in the morning, goes to bed at night, and in between those times, they only do that which they love." To me, that's success. Mm. And so I, I've always loved that quote. But I think it ties into what you're you're mentioning yeah. your message here as well. Um, follow up. Our second question is: Do you think it's important for a person to find their purpose? And or calling or passion, or why, and if so, why do you think that is
1: i yes, <laughs> which isn 't always your career, um, and isn't always the same. you know life evolves, we reinvent ourselves, um, so uh, yes, I think that uh, was it an unlived life i can 't think of the quote but um maybe being on purpose because the oh I found my purpose I mean it's a it's a kaleidoscope it grows it changes um but I think that we're all here with individual potentials that nobody else can do and if we to the best of our ability can can uh allow that to blossom then I don't know that's what's Good about life, and and makes our life interesting, and impacts others in a great way.
0: Awesome. And so, my final official question is simply: if you could jump into a time machine and go back and talk to a younger Lucy, you can pick the timeline because you know when you'd need the advice the most. But yes. you could give her a piece of life advice based on what you've learned in the years since. What do you think you might tell that younger Lucy?
1: I'd write a whole book. I think um, it, I did not know my the fact that i am a talented stick to it stick to it creative kind of gal and i would tell her you're going to have an amazing exciting life doing what you love so quit uh devaluing yourself um and you know i'd throw in like as a woman don't date don't date men that also don't value you. (laughs) But, um, you know, in terms of my career, like this is going to be an amazing adventure and it's going to keep unfolding over and over again. And you are far more creative and talented than, than you have any idea. So, you know, just relax and keep doing it. Um, and in business, and this is not really a self-serving comment. Um, but coaches were not a thing. And if, so I would tell my early professional self, find a coach, take the plunge, pay them to hold you accountable to when you go home from those conferences to help you get those things done, uh, create better habits, you know, get help and and get other kinds of help. So, you know, that lone wolf, um, I would say, don't do that you know, get support and your dreams will come true bigger and faster.
0: Awesome. Well, Lucy, this has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, maybe most important question, but how can we learn more?
1: Um, my website is lucydumascoaching.com. And I'd love for people to join my Facebook private group, Lucy um, Insight Training for Photographers just that there's also a page that's Lucy Dumas insight training for photographers. Um, And any listeners, if you happen to have photographers on that would like a a complimentary strategy session, I offer about four a month and I do have some, usually have some time on my calendar so you can connect with me and I'd be happy to um, give you a little pre-interview to see if, uh, if it's a good fit and a good, Time for you to have that uh, that session.
0: Awesome. Well, Lucy, like I say, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much. I'll call Thank it you. to continue because I know we barely scratched the surface. Uh, and in the interim, uh, thanks for bringing so much magic today.